We're always thinking. The value of our life is in our exclusiveness. Once you make that mistake, You're believing that your exclusiveness enhances your life. Well, you will become a wisp of life, not a torrent of life. If you want to be really exclusive, you must stop breathing because breathing is inclusiveness, you know? Who was the lungful of breath that you have right now? In whose lungs was it just ten minutes ago? You do not know <laughs> In last ten thousand years, through how many lungs he's gone through, you do not know? Plants, animals, maybe your present inhalation just is an exhalation from the grasshopper out there. Yeah, just hop and see, it may work <laughs> So what inclusiveness means is, today's World Yoga Day, International Yoga Day. Yoga means union. Union is not an invention, union is not a philosophy. To be in union is not an ideology that you pick up. This is the nature of life. Either you're in tune with it or you swim upstream. Those who swim upstream, they'll grow big muscles, but they won't go anywhere. So those who swim upstream will gather things, maybe muscles, maybe money, maybe wealth, but they won't go anywhere. They won't go anywhere means life will not sparkle and move. At the most, 
something that the wear will sparkle. Sometimes eyes will sparkle with anger, or maybe with love also sometimes, sometimes. Or maybe they'll sparkle in the world a little bit, but life will not sparkle. If life has to sparkle, it has to be inclusive, not because I say so, because that's the way life is made. So when we said yoga, to be in union, it is not something he invented, just spoke about it. If I say the breeze is cool and nice, I didn't make it, I'm only saying it. And it's really nice, sir, because since first of May, since I landed in Amman, from then I've been in desert lands. Sometimes temperatures at fifty-four degrees, melting my bones out. It's nice to be back here and it's cool. This didn't happen to me <laughs> in nearly two months. <laughs> It's been hard <laughs> As if Arabia was not hot enough, it was very hot. I thought once I land in India, it's going to be better. But Gujarat was competing with Muscat. <laughs> Rajasthan was competing with Saudi Arabia. Uttar Pradesh, little better, but not way better. Mumbai further down got a little better, but this is the first time I'm experiencing a cool breeze. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, it's not about what we do and do not do, it's about how we are. If you fix this one thing, how you are, what we do, we'll do something. What is needed is what we'll do. Save soil is not my idea. You just need it. You just do it. And uh, you know, I was uh, riding to Bucharest. I've been saying this, maybe you already heard this, but there are many children here who are innocent of social media. Some adults also. So I was riding to Bucharest and I was to get there by 7 p.m. and uh, there was a television interview. So they had set up a whole lot of things in the hotel and uh, they were ready but the weather got so bad and the roads were bad, the ride became what was to be about uh, five, five, five and a half hours, became over nine and a half hours. Though we raced, the, considering the weather, we couldn't do any better. So we got there at 11.15. I thought uh, there's no interview. But the whole crew along with the anchor, they were still waiting from seven o'clock to 11.15. So I walked straight into the interview, I got off the motorcycle and went straight 
into in front of the cameras. And uh, an hour and a half, when I finished it was uh, nearly one o'clock. Then I was sitting and talking to the anchor. And he said, Sadhguru, at this age, how do you do this? Over nine hours of riding and you just walk into the interview and you speak all these things and now you're sitting here and you're fine. He repeated the word this age three times and I didn't like it. I said, see, I've lived my life so intensely, I never had the time to get old. <laughs> to get old, you need a lot of time, you have to sit and get old, you know. There are a lot of people around me who uh, came to me when they were eighteen, twenty years of age. They're still running around the same way. It's been twenty-eight years. They're in their uh, late forties and some of them in their fifties. I still call them boys and they're still behaving like boys. Because I made sure there's no time for them to sit and get old. If you have time, that means you're not alive. If you really have time on your hands, what shall I do with my time? That means you're not alive. Only a living dead person has time. Otherwise, life will engage, not necessarily in activity, just in attention. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't do this, but no. <laughs> you know, the motorcycle is that kind of a thing that it, it demands moment-to-moment -moment attention. One moment, if you're not there, you shall not be there. That's how it is, especially when you're at a certain speed. One moment, if your attention is not there, you shall not be there. Well, there's been many dangerous moments. Well, some moments, even if you're very attentive, it could be beyond you sometimes. But the important thing is, we must understand, attention is not about a particular thing. If you are attentive or can pay attention only to certain things or certain people, that prejudiced attention is coming from exclusivity. Attention is like light. It's lighting me up. If there's an insect, it lights the insect also up. Whatever is here, it lights up. This is attention. The nature of attention is not prejudiced, but the moment you make it prejudiced, that you only pay attention to things that you think is important or you think is yours, then life will bypass you. You may eat, you may sleep, you may bear children, that happens very easily, I see. <laughs> you may do many things, but life will bypass you. That is, without knowing the taste of life, you may know the taste of your body, you may know the taste of your thoughts and emotions, you may know the taste of things around you, but you will not know the taste of life. 
and that is the core element of who you are. If life is taken out of you, you know, all of you definitely have attended at least one funeral in your life, you see that guy is a perfect guy. You go tell him, something fantastic, we've just made gulab jamun. I haven't eaten a gulab jamun in how many months, huh? He's like this. You tell him, okay, I'll give you a billion dollars. The whole mountain of gold I'm going to give you. Tell him, whatever. The guy's not interested. You've seen such people? Hello? If you give him everything in the world, he won't respond. Because one thing is missing, that's called life. Because that's the only damn thing you have. Everything else is nonsense in your head. Everything else is just sheer nonsense in your head. So if you pull all those non nonsense out and keep it out, life will throb. When your life is throbbing, then this is a living cosmos. People are asking me, Sadhguru, where are you getting this energy? I said, why are you denying yourself? The whole bloody cosmos is energy. Why are you shut up inside your own cage? If your life has become an open doorway, there is no dearth for energy. Limitless amount of energy is here. But you make yourself into a concrete block. Uh, even in a concrete block, there's a block, there are some, some porosity, you know, because bad engineers are always there. Some porosity is there, so something will seep in. But that's not the way to be. If your life… do one thing, I think you must do, try this. Uh, anyway, most of you are wearing Rudraksha, Adiyogi Rudraksha, if you have, put it here and put one tight tape around it. <laughs> Not tight enough to kill you, okay? Just halfway. Just live like that for twenty-four hours. That's exactly what you're doing, most of you. You constrict yourself like this and then everything is painful, everything is trouble, everything is a problem. To make you happy, we have to dig the whole damn planet upside down. That's why save soil. If you knew how to be joyful and blissful by your own nature, where is the need to save the bloody soil? Where is the need? If human beings were joyful by their own nature, they would notice what's happening. No boo is <laughs> going on like a mill <laughs> endlessly. Nobody notices, notices a damn thing. Everybody's asking, Sadhguru, how did you become a soil scientist? How did you become an ecologist? I am not a soil scientist, I am not an ecologist, I am not even an environmentalist or an activist. I'm like a worm on this planet. Ask the worm, does it know what is happening with the soil? Six and a half decades I've been crawling around, why wouldn't I know what's happening? Oh, we have also been here? No, eighteen years you've been here, I know. Uh, <laughs> no, no, most of the time you're not in this world. You have your own world. 
if you make your own world, it simply means because only because you've not touched the real world, which is reverberating with life, you create your own petty world. Your own world is a silly little world, however it may be. You may call it family, you may call it nation, you may call it community, you may call it friend circle, you may call it a club or a society. It's a silly little world because you made it up with bits and pieces. This is not like this, this is the grandeur of existence. It doesn't matter how much destruction we've done, still just, just go and see, you know, that's a safe soil. Uh, can people use it like a maze? No. I just go and see something that's alive and coming up, how it is reverberating with life. If this doesn't come into your life, you haven't lived. This is why <laughs> in this culture, they said, punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam. If you don't live fully, this is like failing in an examination. You were in third standard, you failed. Third standard again. You were in third standard, you failed again. Third standard again. Not good, isn't it? Hello? Hello? Not good, isn't it? Same standard for always, not good. I met one guy who's been in the medical college for twenty-three years, still didn't pass. <laughs> I congratulated him. He said, Sadhguru, why are you saying this? I said, you saved a lot of lives <laughs> Twenty-three years, he didn't pass. That must be really life-saving <laughs> So, uh, there is life and life. Life and the source of life, life and deeper life. This needs… I'm using this word very consciously, it takes lust. I'm saying lust because lust is more compulsive than love, Lust is more compulsive than desire. You need lust for life. Not hormone-induced lust, just lust for life. Then your… your attention will shine like the sun. Can't put it off. You're awake or asleep, it's on. Once your attention is like this, there is nothing that cannot be reached, there is nothing that cannot be experienced, there is nothing that cannot be done either. It's just a question of inclination, how much we are willing to do. So these hundred days, <laughs> people are getting emotional, Sadhguru in so much pain, do I look like pain? I can… I'm ready for the whole night. Huh? <laughs> Looking at all these fire torches, I was beginning to think, oh, is it Mahashavratri, I have to <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. 
So if you love me, you must say, save soil ten minutes a day. Not to me, not to me, come on. <laughs> not to me, to the world, to somebody new, every day for ten minutes at least per day. Next twelve months you must do it, are you ready? Because this… this part of the journey, these hundred days, oh, <laughs> we rode this crazy horse on the motorcycle when we were doing the North Native American tour and it stayed. Uh, this was not to say it was crazy horse, this is to honor uh, a Native American leader who uh, died in a tragic way but had certain wisdom and fire in him. They named him Crazy Horse. So I thought, uh, you know, they had a monument for him. Where the… what do you call them, those three… the three presidents of America are carved on the mountain, Mount Rushmore. Next to Mount Rushmore, the Native Americans tried to make something really large, even larger than that, Crazy Horse's face where he's doing… pointing out a finger like this. But it was too huge a project, they didn't have the money to complete, halfway it stopped. So I thought I should honor him by writing his name on the motorcycle, so we put this crazy horse on the motorcycle, because he had an unfinished monument. People had lost the momentum to make it happen. So, these hundred days, well, uh, maybe a few people understand, uh, maybe people like Kanan, others who know what it means to ride, will understand <laughs> how many dangerous moments were there. So the dangerous journey is over, but the real hard work begins from now. I have only four days in the yoga center, then we are traveling out to UK, United States, Caribbean nations, South America, because all these nations are ready to take this forward. But these days they are putting a rider. If you come, we will sign and take it forward. If you don't come, we are waiting. Now, so I think in the next month and a half, at least twenty-one to twenty-two nations I'm traveling, because the next level of action needs to happen now. So I, I'm… my estimate is somewhere between twelve to eighteen months, most nations we can push them towards making some kind of soil regeneration policy. I'm quite confident about this. But for this, your voices should rise and stay raised, raised. One day of shouting, we'll not do this. Uh, One day of shouting, sloganing and crying will not do this. This needs a relentless commitment. If you promise me, at least for next twelve months, this is your daily puja, that for ten to twelve minutes a day, you will spread the soil message. So, two of you friends make a deal and say, Sadhguru said twelve minutes, you say save soil, I say save soil, I say save soil, you say save soil. Not like that, to somebody new. Social media, whatever. Or if you don't know all those things, walk on the street, 
stop people on the street and tell them something about soil. Yes. I was in Hyderabad and I was sharing with them the first program, after I did the first Mysore program, which was for seven people, then I ended up in Hyderabad. I had never been to a city like that in the sense, we lived in Mysore, Bangalore, it's always like this, cool and nice. Suddenly I went to Hyderabad in peak summer in the month of April, mid-April, whoa, my tongue was hanging out and it was very hot. And uh, ironically, at that time also I rode a motorcycle to Hyderabad, but that was my 250 SD. Now it feels like tuk-tuk-tuk, but those days that was the fastest thing on the road. So I went to Hyderabad, I had never experienced that kind of heat. Well, now I know better heat <laughs> in Saudi Arabia, Bahrain and other places, but it really sapped me out. I didn't know anybody in Hyderabad, I just went into a new city and trying to teach something only for the second time in my life. I'd never taught anything till then, till I did the first program for seven people in Mysore, then the next adventure is in Hyderabad. So, uh, I'm going and giving introductions, yoga introduction to our rickshaw drivers, you know, rickshaw pullers. Those days all full of cycling rickshaws. Rickshaw drivers, banks, offices, on the street, whoever I see, vegetable sellers, all kinds. Then uh, I arranged an introductory. By then I was running high temperature uh, because I'm drinking anything I get on the streets. <laughs> I had no place to stay, so I went and stayed in the Iskon temple because there was... they gave me a place to sleep in the hall and also they served me this big... this much of prasad, which was good enough for me. So free food and free lodging, so I stayed there and whole day in a day, sometimes I've done over forty introductions. And I went to this particular hotel called uh, Taj Mahal, nothing like Taj Mahal, but it's called Taj Mahal. So they looked at me and they said, what are you doing? And said this, I need a hall to arrange an introductory. They said, refuse to give a hall to me. Then at last they agreed to give me a terrace on which I could speak. No microphone. Three hundred and fifty people turned up. No microphone. And I've been running temperature for already twelve, fifteen days. And I'm standing and speaking full, loud voice. <laughs> and I'm sweating so much, my clothes are literally dripping water <laughs> They looked at me and said, what is this? It you're running temperature like this, you're sick, but why are you going on like this? What is this? I said, you must come and see. Out of 350 people, 227 people enrolled in my second program. <laughs> why I'm telling you this is, the weather, temperature goes up and down, here temperature goes up and down, this shouldn't stop you from doing what you want to do. The only reason it stops you is, you have not found anything significant enough to do. I'm asking, anything that sustains your life, 
sustains every other life, and above all, transforms life. Is it significant enough thing to do? Hello? In whichever form, not everybody needs to do a spiritual program. In whichever form, if you're doing something that makes a difference for another life, is it significant enough, I'm asking? So, if you find something significant enough, you'll always have the energy, you'll always have the time to do it. It's just that you are looking, calculating, what should I do, what should I not do, is this person worth spending this time or not? Once you leave this, you become like light. When you're on, you're just on. Whoever comes in the light focus, everybody gets the light. If you become like this, that you're unprejudiced about what you're doing, the existence will sustain you. Really, I'm here whole day, since morning ten o'clock I've been riding, you should have seen the street situations, what we are going through. <laughs> it's a wrestling match with the people. They love me, of course, but it's a wrestling match <laughs> So, with all that wrestling, <clears throat> I'm just fine. This is not about being superhuman or something. This is the nature of life, that if your life is open to the existence. When I say open, you think, okay, let me say I love you to somebody. Not like that kind, that's a trick. When your life is open, the whole existence is yours. Nobody to deny this to you, everything is yours. That's why he's sitting here as a symbol of that, simply. Always exuberant, intoxicated and still at the same time. So because without my permission, he invaded my life, I also acquired something. Thank you very much for being here. I must tell you this, this Gangawa, have you heard, anybody ha heard of Gangawa? This uh, Andhra Pradesh, there is one YouTube champion now, an old lady, a village lady, she speaks only in Telugu, you know, you know her, anybody? He, oh, all of you know. So she was uh, asking me all kinds of questions, a really spirited lady. And uh, then she said, Edo devudu nito nado, kadu. He's telling me, no, no, you what, you're sixty-five and you're riding like this all over the world? I've been watching all the videos in rain, everything you're riding? No, no, I know some God is riding with you, I know some God is riding with you, otherwise it's not possible. I said, yes, that's why I've kept the seat open, the pillion seat is always for the God to ride with me <laughs> Yes, been riding with me, thank you very much, all of you <laughs> Next twelve months, I can sing a Hindi song these days, so you know this? La 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 la